Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Main Slate Podcast presented by Prize Picks. This is your championship week preview. I'm Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? How you feeling, man? <laughs> oh man, what a weekend of football, right? I mean, uh, Saturday everything went perfectly uh, for me, and then Sunday it was the exact opposite. Uh, had the pleasure of you know, sweating slash tilting that Bill's lost with you. Uh, but wow, what a weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that RIP to my shmoney shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. So in case you're interested, uh, Raybon ripped off his shmoney shirt. Um, as soon as Gabe Davis scored that touchdown with 13 seconds, right? Yeah. And then, you know, then I think it, we had a win and then, yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> that was the last thing to cheer for the rest of that game. But, uh, wow. Should still be a good uh, championship weekend. We got a rematch of Chiefs Bengals. We got a rematch of a third rematch of Rams Niners. Let's get into the main slate here and we'll start at quarterback. Sean, I mean, there's only four quarterbacks. I guess who do you think is the best value uh, out of Jimmy G, Stafford, Mahomes, Burrow? I mean, it's it's probably got to be Patrick Mahomes just based on this slate. Um, he's only 7,400, which is probably a little bit too cheap. Uh, but obviously he's going to be, you know, super chalky. So for tournaments, probably have to go off of Mahomes if you want to, you know, be unique. So I think Stafford is probably the sneaky play here um, in these cheaper quarterbacks. You know, this is probably going to be a pass funnel matchup. Um, you know, he did okay against the Niners week 18, only threw for uh, 238 yards uh, through two picks, but he did throw for three, inter- uh, three touchdowns. Um, I-, I just think this is another sneaky spot for Stafford. Coming off a great performance against the Bucs, um, it, was, it was tough sledding for Cam Akers, so maybe they just lean on Stafford uh, again here. But I think it's Mahomes all the way, but if I'm going off him, it's probably going to be Stafford. How about you? Uh, I like Joe Burrow uh, at 6,600. Yeah. I mean, I think if Mahomes – and Mahomes probably does have a good game, obviously, is Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, there's a big correlation between opposing quarterback production 
And, you know, I mean, the, as explosive as Cincinnati's offense is, I mean, they could come out throwing from the jump. I mean, they put up a, a ton of yards in the last matchup. And this is one of those defenses that tends to, to play more man coverage than most. And that's really what that they that they shred in, in Cincinnati is that man coverage against zone defenses. You know, they'll be they'll be solid. They'll be efficient. They have chase. But against man, I mean, they really go off. So uh, I like Burrow for, for, you know, for the matchup, but also the the correlation on the other side, because I don't think Cincinnati stopping Kansas City much either uh, on that side of the ball. Yeah, no, that's a great call. You're not worried about the, the offensive line, uh, you know, allowing. <laughs> Five I mean, sacks again this week. You know, it happened in a, in a 1916 game. They allowed eight sacks and he still threw for over 300. So, you know, yep. it's one of those situations where <laughs> you're trying to keep, you know, Kansas City's probably more liable to put up 38 than 19 or 16, you know, 32 yeah. and 16. So uh, this could just be a very pass heavy game script. Another one of those games where, you know, maybe Mixon falls short of his, his, his number. But uh, yeah, I like Burrow here. All right, let's go to running back. And uh, again, it's, you know, they're limited options. You know, Jarrett McKinnon and Edwards and Wares split the backfield for KC. We got Akers. Michelle didn't play very much at all um, for the Rams, but Akers did fumble a couple of times um, and wasn't very efficient. And then obviously in San Francisco, we got, we got Mitchell. And then for the Bengals, it's all, it's all mixing. So who do you like? Uh, I just think based on price, Cam Akers uh, makes sense at 5K. Yeah, he fumbled. He, you know, he wasn't efficient at all. He had 24 rushes for like 48 yards. Um, but, you know, he, he's coming off that Achilles injury. You know, McVay's obviously leaning on him. So I like him here. I think he, he should see another big workload. He got 80% of the rush attempts last week. I think you even ponder, you know, is Sonny Michelle even playing? Yeah. Uh, but he's he's been phased out. And plus, you know, Akers saw the the routes run rate of 59%. Um, so he's he's become you know a true workhorse back so and i think the potential return of andrew whitworth should only help um so you know i think just based on this small slate acres at 5k hopefully people shy away from him because of uh last week's poor performance but i'm i'm a fan of a big workload um at 5k so i like him i think also you know just rolling the dice with this chiefs backfield i think Jerick mckinnon might be sneaky at 5100 i you know i think Clyde edwards flair uh, certainly earned more touches this week, but McKinnon's still going to dominate the receiving usage. Um, he's seen over 70% routes run rate back-to-back games. Um, he's caught over 50 receiving yards in back-to-back games. So I think just having that role solidified gives him some, you know, value on DK. So I think just, you know, taking a flyer him at 5,100 on a short like, slate like this when he, he's probably going to be pretty low rostered if I had to guess. Um, so I think McKinnon's the other sneaky player here. Yeah, I mean, he he had a 70% snap rate to Edward Delaire, 30. Maybe that goes more to 50-50 because Edward Delaire was very efficient and now he's yeah. a week removed from the injury. But, uh, you know, there's only, what, like five or six usable backs on the slate. So <laughs> If that. <laughs> right. So McKinnon's one of the cheaper ones, and yeah. uh, he, he could see above 50% snaps again. So, yeah, I like McKinnon uh, as well. But, it's, yeah, it's all about acres for me just in terms of the price. I think he's, he's the one that stands out as mispriced that he could see close to all of the backfield work. He could see – you know, 25, 30 touches and he's priced as, a, as the lowest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I love Cam Akers here. It, tough matchup, though. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Here's one where we got some options. Who do you like yes. uh, at wide receiver? Yeah, there's a ton of options at all price points. I think, you know, the Debo, Tyreek, Jamar Chase grouping all in that 7K range is the sweet spot. They're, they're all worth every penny. So, you know, I'm going to load up on those guys, obviously. I think Tyler Boyd in the 4,200 range 
makes a ton of sense. You know, he's coming off a really quiet game, two catches for 17 yards, but he's a sneaky play this week. You know, maybe Burrow's going to lean on a low A dot player like him just to get rid of it quicker. Um, so I, I like Boyd to, to bounce back here in what should be a pass heavy game script. And also on the other side, Byron Pringle at 4,300, you know, he's the clear number two receiver in this offense. He's had really good underlying usage in five straight games. And, you know, no surprise, he's seen five or more receptions in four of the past five games. So um, it, it's kind of weird that we have a number two option that uh, in KC uh, as good as Pringle. So, you know, I think at 4,300, he makes a ton of sense. Um, and same thing in that price range, I think Van Jefferson also sticks out, you know, he, for a small site like this, he has that upside. I do, you know, look for, so in a, in a game where, you know, the Rams should lean on the pass a little bit more, I think, uh, Van Jefferson, uh, is a good GPP, uh, play at 3,900. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, matchup wise Beckham is probably the safer call, but at this, in the small slate. You're just looking for guys who are going to see snaps and, and Jefferson at 3,900. He played 90% of the snaps uh, in the wild card round. I mean, in the divisional round, mm-hmm. uh, same thing for a guy like Juwan Jennings. Like he's going to be that number three receiver for San Francisco. We saw him have a big game against the Rams. They just, that was the guy they just didn't cover. Uh, and yep. he had two touchdowns. So I, I think they'll pay a little more attention to him this time, but I mean, if you're playing San Francisco, you got to kind of pick your poison. So not covering Jennings is kind of the right move, you know, you know, or single covering him, I guess I should say. So, um, yeah, I like that. like him as well. Uh, let's go to tight end. And uh, here, I mean, this is probably a CJ Uzoma week. I mean, he's been playing well, even against some zone defenses, but a lot better against these defenses that lean toward man a little more. Um, and he's the cheapest tight end. So if he, if he just gets, you know, five catches or he gets a touchdown, uh, he could end up being that that must own tight end just because all the other tight ends are so much more expensive. Uh, Higby's interesting too at thirty seven hundred. Yeah, I, I think Uzoma is probably the cheapest I'd go. There's a eight point drop off from Uzoma to the next guy, so it's clearly just a four yeah. tight end slate. Uh, but I think Uzoma compared to Higby's the way to go. Um, you always talk about you know the 49ers are very good against tight yeah. ends, so you know that's a bit of a downgrade for Higby. That's why, yeah, Uzoma sticks out, especially if you want to spend up at receiver, which I think is, you know, the way to go this week. Uzoma makes a ton of sense. I think I would lean Kittle over Kelsey just because, you know, they both have massive ceilings and you can get Kittle at 1500 cheaper uh, than Kelsey. So I think um, at the at the high end, I think I'd lean Kittle. Again, this should be more of a pass heavy game script, um, you know, for the Niners. Um, so I like Kittle at the top, but Uzoma, if you're going to go cheap, he's probably the way to go. I, I think I actually like Kelsey over Kittle here. Well, yeah, I just think, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think even for value, just because yeah. like this uh, Bengal Chiefs game, I, I mean, there could be 80 points in this game. Whereas this Niner game, I, I do think the Niners are still going to try to run the ball, right? Like they're going to try yeah. to, you know, if they can hand the ball to Mitchell plus Samuel 30, 35 times, they're going to do it. Um, so, and it, it just seems to me like one of those where, you know, Bengals, you know, they had those linebacker issues and, you know, it's it just, I mean, you could see Kelsey like doubling up Kittle in this one. So, yeah, I still lean uh, Kelsey here. But, yeah, it's tough to pay up, obviously. You got to, that's why you got to go with a Jefferson or a Jennings or a Boyd uh, or the Akers or a, a, a McKinnon, you know, to kind of fit fit those guys. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, the Bengals allowed that 13-catch, 150-yard game uh, to Kittle. Um, you know, they allowed a huge game to Andrews. So, yeah, they, yeah. they have struggled against elite tight ends. 
Last week they they did slow down Anthony Ferkser that was <laughs> target. Yeah, uh, no catches. So they're good against bad tight ends. I think I Todd Downing and Ryan Tannehill <laughs> sold them. Down. I don't know if those guys ran around. True. Like they were just it was just all about. I mean, as it should be, it was all about AJ Brown. Yeah, um, I would have liked to see the Titans throw the tight end. I, I didn't like Downing's game plan in that in that game yeah. uh, against the Bears, and, and they still had a chance to win it. But I, I just didn't didn't think it was the greatest. Um, all right, let's close it out. Talk some defense. Uh, and then, I mean, this is a quick pod, so maybe I'll throw a random prop or two at you. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, let's talk defense. San Francisco is the one that sticks out to me because the Rams just don't beat San Francisco for some reason. So uh, it's like if I'm, you know, usually we're looking for favorites, but really what we're looking for is the team that could win the game. And I think, I mean, the Bengals, I mean, seven is a pretty big spread. I, I'm surprised it's that big considering the Bengals are like the darlings of the NFL. But you know, three and a half for the Niners. Yeah, I mean, they they haven't lost to the Rams in six straight tries. Um, so I think they're kind of an intriguing one. And their their four man rush has just been uh, superb. I mean, they held Aaron Rodgers to nothing for three mm-hmm. quarters. Like let's 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 not let the block punt kind of obscure the fact that the Niners defense played stupid good in, in that divisional round. Yeah, they're good playing. You know, Stafford certainly is. You know a turnover waiting to happen. So yeah, I, I do like San Francisco. I also like the Rams too. You know, Jimmy G's good for a few turnover worthy plays. I think the chiefs, uh, the chiefs are going to be just insanely rostered, right? I mean, after the Titans sacked Burrow nine times, I think yeah. uh, the chiefs are going to be the, the most rostered defense. So I think, yeah, either the Rams or Niners are the sneaky plays. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it's weird. Cause it's like on one hand, it's like it's tough to get a grip of the narrative with with the Bengals because I thought the Bengals were going to be like you know like four and a half point underdogs and like you know everyone yeah. was going to be like you know and now it's like they're like seven point underdogs and you know yeah and my people might want to just use the Chiefs because the Chiefs had this monster game so um, you know obviously check out our uh, roster ship projections at fantasylabs.com uh, a little later in the week and we'll kind of figure that out but yeah it's it, it's interesting. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, start us off with your first Prize Pick Elite Entry for today. Uh, so I'm going with Cam Akers over 55 and a half rushing yards. Um, obviously, this is not an easy matchup going against the 49ers, but I'm just baking on volume here. Uh, last week, he saw 80% of the rush attempts. Sony Michelle has been completely phased out of the offense, it seems like. Um, and, you know, Akers, he did struggle with efficiency. He only got 48 yards on 24 rush attempts, but we have to remember he's coming back from an Achilles tear. So it's it's a, almost a miracle that he's even playing. I think he's only going to get better. Um, and obviously, McVay wants to lean on him right now. So, you know, I'm projecting him for closer, you know, 19, 20 carries. Um, nothing spectacular, but 65 yards. Uh, so I'm about... 10 yards over this. I just think there's too much value in just getting this workload. So uh, I like Cam Akers over 55 and a half rushing yards. In, the fir- in his first game back, he played 13 snaps. Second game back, 32 snaps. Uh, last game, 58 snaps. So uh, he- he's getting the work. Uh, for my first prize pick a lead entry for today, I'm going with Joe Burrow over 285 and a half passing yards. Uh, I just think this is going to be a game where they're going to have to throw. Uh, if he gets sacked, that actually helps his passing yards because that just gives him more field to have to make up the difference in sacks. So he's been over this number in five of his last seven games, uh, and he threw for 446 against the Chiefs uh, a few weeks ago. So I'd take this up to 445 and a half. <laughs> Where are you going with your second prize pick of weed entry for today? So uh, pray for me on this one because I'm going with Tyree Kill under 
84 and a half receiving yards. I know, I know, I'm being bold here, uh, but this is just a little bit too high. You know, I'm projecting this closer to 74 and a half. Tyreek's the kind of player where his median's gonna be a little bit lower than you'd expect. Um, he's only gone over this number in five of 17 games this season. Uh, when he does go over, he goes way over. So I could look like an idiot here, but I'm going with my math. Uh, like I said, this is about 10 yards too high. Uh, so give me the under uh, 84 and a half receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. I mean, it could be a Kelsey game, uh, you know, yeah. as we'll talk about. So uh, for my second prize pick lead entry for today, I'm going with the stack. Let's go Jamar Chase over 79 and a half receiving yards. He's been over this in four of the last five. Uh, put up over 200, 266 to be exact with three touchdowns on 11 of 12 uh, catches to targets in that in that matchup in week 17. And, you know, as they talked about in that Titans uh, Bengals game, Chase has started moving around a lot more. He went through that midseason lull where he his numbers were down, but then they started moving him around. You know, he's a rookie, so he's still learning all the positions uh, in that offense. So ever since he's really started, you know, to, to, to be moved around, you just can't cover this guy. You know, you, whatever matchup you want, you're not getting it, and he's still good enough to, to make you pay. So uh, I think this is another 100-yard game for, for Chase. I love stacking him uh, in an entry here with Joe Burrow because, I mean, 285 and a half for Burrow, Chase could get that. So uh, himself and then, you know, seven, like 80 yards receiver for Chase should be child's play in the AFC championship. So we're going Chase uh, over 79 and a half receiving yards. Uh, that's going to do it for our prize pick lead entry for today. To recap, Sean is going Cam Akers over 55 and a half rushing and Tyree Kill under 84 and a half receiving. I'm going with Joe Burrow over 285 and a half passing and Jamar Chase over 79 and a half receiving as a reminder prize picks markets do move so you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best numbers if you have not created a prize pick account yet check out the link in our episode description they'll match your first deposit up to 100 or you can visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code action 10 that's a-c-t-i-o-n-1-0 all right now back to the show all right let's uh let's do a couple props here i'll just throw out a number and uh let's go to prize picks um Patrick Mahomes over under 283 and a half passing yards. That's a bit low. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to have to go with the over here. I would set it in the two nineties. Um, Cause I'm with you. I, I like, you know, on convince me, I was taking the bills minus six and a half against the Bengals. I, I think they would have destroyed the Bengals, but I do think the Bengals will be able to keep it close. So, you know, Mahomes, he's going to have his foot on the gas for all four quarters, I think. Uh, but yeah, I would, I'd probably set this like 292 and a half. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm over this. This is, I mean, I just think this game is going to be high scoring. I mean, I think both of these offenses yeah. have the edge. And I mean, I think the Bengals could pull the upset at this point. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and after everything we've seen out of Joe Burrow, like he's making that step, like as we, you know, like, yeah. like, like right before our eyes from like, like to get your team to the AFC championship in year two. Uh, that's pretty big. So yeah, I think the Bengals, you know, I'm going to keep the pressure on Mahomes. What about, Debo Samuel over under 36 and a half rushing yards. That's the line at prize picks. Probably over that. So I, I've been, you know, taking the over on his rushing prop almost every week and the under on his receiving prop. And, you know, that's been pretty profitable. So I'm going to stick with that this week. Yeah, he came, he got 39 uh, last weekend. So, you know, depending where you got the number, you went over on yeah. it. I think it was very close to that. 38 um, and a half. Yeah, uh, most he's been spots. <laughs> 45, 72, 39 in the last three. Um, so, you know, he's been over that number three games in a row. Uh, let's see. Who do we got at receiver? And are we, uh, did he return to practice today or um, 
Yeah, I think he should be fine. It's Steve Sam. He's a robot. Uh, let's see. Very true. <laughs> Sometimes the practice reports aren't even out by the time we do this. I think they were going to they were going to give him today off. Yeah, we don't have a then, report on him yet. Yeah, and then he was supposed to practice tomorrow. So that obviously we're going to be watching that very closely. But assuming he'll be good to go this week. Yeah, it sounds like everyone is 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 good to go. Like, and even yeah. even Kittle like limped yeah. off at the very end. He he seems good to go as well. Yeah, all the Packers yeah. lift off too. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's see. Let me give you a receiving one, and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. The highest one on the board: Cooper Cup over under a hundred and a half <laughs> at Prize Picks. I am right in line with that. I think that's the perfect number. Yeah, but you got to pick a side. Um, let's see. Hate to do this, but I'm going to go under. Ooh, so for only that would be only the eighth time all year he's been under a hundred. Uh, yards, but I, I'll go over. I, I think San Francisco is going to be very competitive in this game, and it could just be a, a trailing game script. I mean, if San Francisco gets that like seven nothing lead, you know, it, it's it's a, it's a game for Cub, and they're San Francisco is one of the worst teams against uh, number one receivers. Devontae Adams is like the only, I mean, to a fault with Aaron Rodgers, but Adams is like the only guy he looked at uh, in you know out wide. So I think you could see a kind of similar uh, game script play out here for Cub. So I like the over. Yeah, I think if there's anything, you know, San Francisco, like you said, they'll lean on the run early on. Maybe they get one or, one or two like really long drives that can just limit, you know, <laughs> the amount of plays that the Rams have. So that's that's the angle I'm going with here is Niners lean on the run, keep Cooper Cup on the sideline. But yeah, obviously, yeah. anytime we're dealing with Cooper Cup, his his prop should be in the hundreds. But I'm I'm just gonna lean with the under here. That's bold. Okay, like it is it. bold. Uh, as right, I that, wear a Rams hat, of course. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, well, makes okay. no sense. Yeah, so you say, so are you predicting a Rams win, a, a Rams win for the first time and seven is, tries? Well, no, I so remember I took the Niners uh, back in week 18. Yeah, um, I, I just think this game's a coin flip. So, yeah, if, you know, if you get plus three, um, I would take it. But I, I just think this is a coin. Flip. Well, you're getting plus three and a half. Yeah, no, that uh, <laughs> I'm taking the points. Okay, but I so, do you think get, so you just wore the wrong hat is, is what you're telling me. I, I just wore this hat because Cam Akers. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the one prop that I am on. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so that's that's the the reason I'm wearing this. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Uh, all right, that is going to wrap it for us for the championship week fantasy flex main slate podcast presented by Prize Picks. Be sure to follow Sean Kerner on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon, and you can find us at those same handles in the free award-winning Action Network app where you can track your bets, including your props, uh, and follow ours as well. Uh, ActionNetwork.com for our fantasy and betting content. FantasyWebs.com for our DFS tools and models. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify. We will be back uh, for the Pro Bowl, uh, I guess, to break down that slate. So that should be fun. Uh, We'll keep it going after that with the Super Bowl. So stay tuned to the channel. Until then, get this money. 